0: Welcome to the Huck Adventures podcast. In each episode, we are talking to brands, nonprofits, and athletes that are impacting the outdoors in positive ways. Our podcast is sponsored by a few of our brand partners. When you use the links in the show notes and purchase a product, a percentage of that purchase comes back to us and helps us continue producing awesome content. This episode is sponsored by Peak Refuel. Peak Refuel has been reimagining and reinventing the freeze-dried experience since they hit shelves in June 2018. What stood out to us most was the flavor of their meals. Typically when we're camping in the backcountry, we've sacrificed taste for nutrient-dense meals. It's a bold statement, but Peak Refuel is the best-tasting freeze-dried meal we've had. I mean, when was the last time you had a freeze-dried meal that tasted like a home-cooked meal? This has a lot to do with their ingredients and freeze-dried process. They have real, non-GMO ingredients that taste delicious and are nutritious. Their meals are loaded with protein, 150 to 200% more than other brands, that's sourced from 100% real meat, no fillers. The biggest standout is when you look at their ingredient list. You can see just how clean their ingredients are by how short their list of ingredients is. Our favorites are the beef pasta marinara, the breakfast skillet, and strawberry granola with milk. Visit peakrefuel.com and enter the code HUCK at checkout and you'll save 15%. Again, that's peakrefuel.com, enter the code HUCK and save 15%. Our show today is also brought to you by Sea to Summit. Sea to Summit creates gear for epic adventures in every altitude. They design and build equipment that brings you closer to the outdoors, creating gear that is nimble and light, but serious enough to deliver on any adventure. Some of our favorite gear includes their ultralight sleeping system. It's perfect for your next backcountry adventure. Sea to Summit is an affiliate of Huck Adventures. And if you click on the link in our show notes, it'll take you to a special link on the Sea to Summit website, where Huck Adventures will receive a commission at no additional cost to you. On today's episode, we're joined by Abby Mitchell trail runner ultra marathoner an all-around awesome person we talk about trail running the boulder running community the sense of connection running can bring her favorite gear and being plant fueled abby is also sponsored by adidas during our conversation she mentions a couple of her favorite products if you're interested click on the link in the show notes to learn more and now on with the show Welcome to the Huck Adventures podcast. Uh, my name is Jason Nelson, and today I'm with Abby Mitchell, trail runner, ultra marathoner with Adidas Terex. Welcome.
1: Hey, Jason. Thanks for having me.
0: So I thought we'd kick things off by just talking about trail running in general. So tell me, like, how how you got started in, in trail running. Were you always a runner or?
1: Yeah, so I um, I ran my first trail race, I believe, when I was in fifth grade, so My roots with trail running actually go back quite a ways. But then I continued by running track and cross country through middle school, high school, and then uh, college at a D3 uh, liberal arts school in the Chicago area, Wheaton College. Um, So continued competing on that level uh, with what feels now like much shorter distances. And after school, continued on and ran some marathons. And it wasn't until I lived in Los Angeles that trail running started to really get on my radar.
0: Very nice. So how long have you been in the Boulder area then?
1: I've been in Boulder for uh, about three years exactly.
0: Okay. So how does the terrain compare?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> to to California? Right. Uh, the terrain here is, I mean far rockier and more majestic. And um, I wouldn't even say I started my ultra running in Los Angeles. It was more like a seed was planted and then I got out here and was like,
0: just all in. Very cool. Yeah. I I lived in Northern California in Sacramento area Mm. for a year. And that was my first introduction to trail running out there because they had this massive concrete trail that was about 30 miles long Uh where it ended on some dirt trails. Oh, cool. And so the Western States, um, starts like in Tahoe-ish area. And it kind of continues on all those trails that were in sort of that, my neck of the woods and had a really fun running group out Mm. there. And that was also like my first introduction to like this sense of community that happens with, with different running groups. And there was one weekend where uh they were like instead of doing our normal run we're going to do a trail run and we've got um i forget her name but she had won western states mm-hmm. um this is this is a long time ago yeah. this is like 8 yeah. 8 9 years ago and we went out on the trails and hit like the first sort of elevation gain uh-huh. Just like, man, this is gonna suck. <laughs> because I had been like doing training for like the, the San Francisco marathon, and it was just like anytime like hit a hill, it was just like hills are my enemy, yeah. I can't do this. And like we hit the hill and we started walking. <laughs> and again, I, I forget her name, but she was just like, it when it comes to trail running, it is okay to walk
1: yes.
0: when it comes to hills. And I was just like this is amazing <laughs> because normally just road running, it's like right. you have to run up the hill because oh, totally. otherwise, like people look down on you, right? Or you know, you're you're weak, whatnot, and you know, especially with that sense of trail running, it was just like it just lit this this fire, mm-hmm. and you know, even you know, nine years later, moving out here, the. The sense of community mm. still thrives within, I would say, trail running more so yeah. than than road running.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even just like, you know, what you spoke to just now, the ability to, like, hike on a run and not be as concerned with your pace on a trail mm. run. And there's just an entirely different ethos to it yeah. that I think really ultimately, at least for me, become a way of seeking out like-minded people. Right. and. When I moved here, that community was such a huge part of me getting into the sport. I mean, yeah. finding those like-minded people was more right. than just about having run partners yeah. or having people to talk about races with. It was like just an entire little pocket of the world that I was so delighted to stumble upon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's a hundred percent true. Cause I, I mean, we kind of ran into each other at the run event that Timothy Olson hosts yeah. with, um, Adidas Terex. Yeah. yeah. And, like, with that, I I mean, I remember, like, the first time, you know, getting out there in, was it September or October that they did their first one?
1: Yeah, I think it was right around, I think it was October, the first one. We have one on Saturday, by the way. You should come.
0: Wait, this Saturday? (laughs) This Saturday. Shoots. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Next time. We'll have to see. I've been missing them. And that goes to, like, that sense of community. But, I mean, there's such a a nice feeling of openness about that as well. because you know, first time going there, like I've only been out here for about just over a year mm-hmm. and, you know, running through the, uh, the flat irons and all that stuff, like mm-hmm. every once in a while, like I'd run into somebody like yeah. Timothy or Anton and I'd geek out yeah. because even before moving out here, like I'd followed some of these people on social media or just, you know, they were people that I looked up to as I was starting to get into trail running yeah. and you know, you'd see them, you know, I'm going up slowly and they're coming yeah. down super fast. And I'm just like, was that was that Anton? <laughs> and and I mean it was just such a fun experience. But it was just like there was this sense of like, I don't know if I can actually have a conversation with these people. But then it was like went to that, that event and, you know, found myself standing next to Timothy and, and yourself. And I was just like, oh like these people are normal people. <laughs> I can talk to them. There's no big deal. Oh for real. And but I mean there was just sense this this sense of familiarity mm-hmm. with um, everybody that was there, and it was just it was so nice and yeah. you know, for myself with running you know it's been it's been this interesting journey where it's been mostly alone mm-hmm. and moved from Kansas City where we their running has been growing out there, but not as much yeah. as out here um, trail running to degree, but there was never like the same sense of community that I felt out here.
1: Oh yeah. There's something totally electric about the community of running here in Boulder. Um, I think in the three or three or four, three and a half years I lived in Los Angeles, I did not do one run with anybody (laughs) else the entire time I lived there. Um, and, I remember really towards the end of my time in LA when the seed had kind of been planted that I wanted to move out here. I remember actually at the time listening to a lot of podcasts and like get just reading books and just getting completely immersed in this little subculture of ultra running. And I mean, I look back and I remember listening to podcasts that were like previews of races. And it's like, I didn't know any, any of these people were, (laughs) but I just knew I wanted to be a part of it. Um, And I really just, like, rolled up my sleeves and just, like, forced my way into it. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that's a big piece of just, like, jumping into it. Yeah. Um, you know, when I first came out here, um, I was working for a small uh, ad agency in in Boulder. And every Friday I would, I would take time off lunch to just do Sunita's and down Lion's Lair and then back to the office. And it wasn't until about two months into it that I came across, like, the Boulder running, trail running group. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just a massive, massive group of people. And, like, you know, every day there's something new going out there. and. You know, I'm always trying to balance, you know, work and running and family. And I came across a night run group.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, you know, it was like at 830 at night. Nice. Once a week. And I was just like, that's perfect. No way. That's awesome. the kids are asleep. I can drive wherever. And yeah. I show up and it's all parents that had just gotten their kids to sleep. <laughs> and I was just like, this is amazing. That is awesome. And I mean, it's just like. Only like, in Boulder. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's like rain and rain are, well, not shine because it's at night. But, right. But rain, snow yesterday was sleeting on us. I mean, they're just always out there and it's just a, such a fun group. One of them's was an astronomy teacher at CU and so he's always oh, just awesome. like, that's Mars and that's, you know, whatever planets. And, what a group. And I mean it's just but I mean it's just brings that sense of joy yeah. in running that you know I kind of felt like not not to diss road running, mm-hmm. but I I felt like I was missing in that sport because oh, yeah was always solitary yep. was always just pounding on yeah. pavement. There wasn't varying terrain. There wasn't yep. these ups and downs. I, you know, I, I, I ran into my first rattlesnake on a trail that never happened <laughs> on the road. You know, I ran into my first bear totally. coming off green and that never happened in Kansas. City. Right. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's just like, there's just so many like different things that just happen. Yeah. And I mean, when it happens with people, That brings just this additional elevation to whatever you're doing.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, like there's, you know, I know there's tons of awesome road running communities that I never really got into. But I think for me with roads versus trails, it's like each of them have a purity kind of of their own. I mean, road running is certainly a really beautiful, pure form of moving quickly. But I love that. With trail running, there are so many other factors at play. Right. So it's not just that getting to point A to point B the fastest, but getting to point A to point B on varying terrain, right. on what might not be always. Sometimes it's the most efficient route, but sometimes right. it's a totally meandering route. Yeah. And there's more to <laughs> the to the um, the outing than just pure speed. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of elements that just really enrich it a lot yeah
0: so with being kind of that seasoned runner moving from LA to Boulder where mm-hmm. higher elevation you've you've got the different peaks here in Boulder but then you're also doing a lot of mountain running as well yeah so getting out in kind of the backcountry. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah for so sure
0: so how did that transition go with like especially mm-hmm. with the elevation change
1: oh totally I mean when I first moved here I was just gassed on all yeah. the you know, I came here and I was like, I'm gonna start going to every group run and I just <laughs> wanna like meet people right. and make friends that are into this stuff and like I want people to go out with. And so I just started coming to all the group runs and I was just totally I mean, like relative to where I thought my fitness was at, right. like you have those moments <laughs> where you're adjusting to the L's too and you're just like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> yeah. um no, like I, I totally you on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely gotta got dropped on many around when I was first moving here, but, uh, (laughs) you know, it's, it's humbling. Uh, but yeah, like really, um, I actually grew up doing a lot of trips out to Colorado and out to Rocky Mountain National Park as a kid. Um, so I have memories from when I was like starting from when I was four in Rocky Mountain National Park, just like being out on all those trails and with Long's Peak, like a very lifelong relationship (laughs) with that (laughs) mountain. And it's been really a really full circle thing right. to be coming back here and yep. bringing it all together, like bringing running together with yep. my love of the Rockies growing yep. up. And so, um, yeah,
0: no, that's, that's great. I mean, it's had similar experiences growing mm, up too. Cause we, yeah. we'd always do vacations out here. And then about 10 years ago, my older brother moved out here and, my wife's family moved out here, and so it's cool. just like there was always like these constant like getting drawn back to Colorado, so it's like once I made the move, it was just like, this is amazing, yeah, I can be out in the mountains, yeah, and be outdoors, oh yeah, and there's so much outdoor access here as well mm-hmm. which is i mean it's it's cr- it's crazy to me coming from the Midwest where yeah. there just isn't isn't that same sense, yep, um over Christmas I was out in St. Louis um, visiting some additional family and they have the Katy Trail there which oh, is yeah. just rails to trails, flat. And even within that like once I got out of the neighborhood and onto that, there was still that sense of like freedom. Oh of, yeah. Like I'm out in nature, you know, embrace embracing yeah. nature and all that fun stuff. But um, but yeah, I mean there's, there's nothing though compared to like just getting on top of one of those peaks and just looking out at like the expanse of just oh, everything know. that's within your sight.
1: I know. Oh, totally. And even like, from, I'm always entertained by either how much you can squeeze in a day here and a weekend. I right. mean, like some of the things, some of the places that I feel like I've been and somehow ended up in my bed right. that night. It's like, how did we, yeah. how did we, how <laughs> do we luck out how to get to live somewhere <laughs> so close to yeah. those kind of moments?
0: What are some of your uh, favorite areas to go um, running?
1: Mm. Yeah, um, I guess like on a daily basis and like winter, I'm winter and weekdays. I'm usually down here and around town. Um, I love to, right now, I'm running a lot of like anemone and sunitas because it stays dry in the winter. Um, But in the summer, I really love like Mesa Trail and green and all that, all the classics that Boulder people love. Um, And then like in the summer, it's all about just getting up high as much as possible. Um, So, My partner, Cordis, uh, soon to be husband in June. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, (laughs) He is, uh, he and I love to get out on some really rugged terrain. And so, he's like a total route master. So we always get some good summer epics in. That's
0: awesome. What's, what was your favorite one so far as far as summer epics? Oh
1: man. Um, well, let's see this past summer. We did one that was this fantastic, uh, 42 mile loop, um, around like the Aspen snowmass area that blew me away. I mean, just the, the train out there is very different than we've got here in the front range. Um, and it was, it was a great day. We thought it was, when we mapped it out, it said like 32 miles yeah. or something. What's really and, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this very real moment where we were realizing like when we thought we were actually like nearing right. the parking lot that we actually had like another 10 <laughs> miles to go. Um, oh, but sweet. we've, we found ourselves in a lot of scenarios like that. We also did a attempt um, a few summers ago on the Fifner Traverse, um, I'm which familiar with that one. Yeah. So it's, um, it's a, a route put together. By uh, Carl fifner and uh, it goes um, f- basically up from like Trail Ridge Road down okay. to um, like basically down to seventy, right. like to the pass yeah. down there. So wow. um, it's a it's a backcountry route that um, people kind of people argue about what the route actually is, but the one we chose went through a lot of crazy basins back yeah. there. Nice. So. Um, just kind of straddling that line of like looking out towards the front range right. and then dipping into these basins that are actually more like on the Grand Lake side yeah. and some wow. really remote areas. Um, awesome. So we had a pretty epic bail on that route <laughs> because I'd run my first 50 mile race the yeah. weekend before. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Great recovery that's activity. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a
0: good way to like cool down and, yeah. and all that. Yeah. yeah so like awesome.
1: really it's been a lot about very imprudent goals at times and right. just like getting out. For the sake of adventure, even yeah. if it's not always the most prudent training activity.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just getting out there is is the main thing, and just making making time for it, and just making it a making it a priority. Yeah. Um, because if you don't, then you miss out on just a ton of different things oh, that, yeah. that could be taking place. Especially oh, absolutely. if you have that, that weekend free and you're just like, yeah, just go out and be out in the middle of nowhere all day or oh, like yeah. two days, what have you. Totally. Just to make things happen. I mean, the nice thing is like nowadays, like gear has gone to that point where there's so many things that are lightweight. Yeah. And it's so easy to just pack yep. and just prepare for like anything and everything. Yeah. And just go out and have fun. Yeah. So it's it's not a huge adventure, but this past summer did um, Long Speak for the first time. Oh, nice. And I had my um, Ultimate Direction mountain pack, mm. and I was just like stuffing food and gear and just yeah. all that stuff because like I don't know what the weather's going to be. Right. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and you know, it was just one of those things where it's just like, thank goodness, you know, I packed you know a hoodie because as we're coming down the storm's rolling in oh, yeah. and we just get slammed with rain and
1: that's longs for you. Yeah,
0: yeah that was that was fun it was like afterwards I was just like once and done is, is good for me but now I'm thinking about like oh, yeah. doing it again that's how <laughs> so, it always goes
1: so, so yeah
0: you get some time to recover and mentally like recuperate and then it's just like I can do that again.
1: I yeah, that. and I think usually that life cycle tends to get shorter every time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's like you're just on the way back to the car, and you're right. like, I changed my mind. I already <laughs> want to do this again next yeah. weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, when it comes to getting out there, um, you know, part of part of Huck Adventures is to definitely pull people together that have that experience. So similar to like the group that, that Timothy puts together, you know, it's a group of a fair mix of different people with different skill sets, mm-hmm. but we're all able to go up and have fun together. Yeah. But I know like there are those individuals that are interested in trail running, mm-hmm. um, but don't know where to start mm-hmm. or feel intimidated by like the altitude or the altitude gain or the elevation gain yeah. that takes place. What tips and tricks do you have or, Words of encouragement Mm -hmm. to be like, just get out there. Yeah.
1: um, You know, I was just talking with a friend earlier about this. I think a lot of it, like, sometimes depends where you're coming at it from. Um, So, like, I've had friends that are through hikers that get really into trail running, or friends that are marathon runners that get really into trail running. So, I think there's usually, I think the people that are drawn to trail running have been interested in a piece of what trail running means at some point. And, So whether that's just getting out on trails or whether it's running, um, there's usually like that other piece that's the challenge for them. So maybe for like someone who's more of a hiker, like the running part is the challenge or for a seasoned runner, maybe it's like the ruggedness that's a challenge. But I really just, I encourage people to just really lean into that challenge because it's part of the nature of what it is. I mean, it doesn't get any easier. It's by nature a it's a it's a challenging sport um and I think part of what has made it so rich for me is just continually digging deeper than I thought I could um especially um and maybe that applies more to ultras than you know than trail running in non-ultra trail running but for me just like leaning into that um that desire to see how deep I can dig has led me to some really cool places and it just keeps getting deeper for me. Um, and I keep, that makes sense. I keep surprising myself through it. And that's something that, you know, builds confidence in who I am as a person Mm -hmm. outside of running, adds a richness to the love I already have for running. And so, (laughs) yeah, I guess I really embrace people to, or encourage people to embrace the challenge of it. Um, I guess it doesn't necessarily sound encouraging to say it's not going to get any easier, but I think it's also helpful to know that you can be a professional trail runner. It doesn't right. mean it's an easy thing yeah. and that they have some, they possess some grace that you don't have, <laughs> you know, you you certainly get acclimated to the sport yeah. and you become comfortable with it. But right. I think there's always by nature going to be that ability or that um, desire in a trail runner to go steeper, go faster, go yeah. further. Um, and that's probably what makes it fun.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally agree with that. I mean, just being new to the area, I know, like I think I mentioned earlier about just that that elevation gain kind of being like the biggest challenge. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it is true. It's like once you start to overcome those obstacles, then it's just like, what's next? Right. What, what else can I do? Right. And just continuing to to up that challenge and just embracing what it is. Totally. And, you know, I think for people that are doing through hiking or road running, there's always those, that same sense of embracing the challenge. Mm-hmm. Because whether they're training for a half marathon and they want to go up to a totally. full marathon totally. or, you know, doing a through hike that's a day or a two day through hike, right. you know, and it's just just doing what brings you joy totally. for, for lack of a better term.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. No, that's so true. Like I love that, um, there's so many, there's so many ways to enjoy trail running, even yeah. it, like there's a, a very broad definition to it. Like you could go and do like a backpacking, like right. a overnight kind of like fast pack style mm-hmm. trail running outing, or you yeah. could go for a hard hour on your lunch break, Right. or you could go for, you know, so it yeah. can mean so many different things. Yeah, and totally there's no wrong way to enjoy it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to like some of those, um, epic adventures that you're having, mm. what's some of the gear that you cannot live without?
1: Mm. Totally. That's a great question. Um, I, so my, uh, my go-to shoes right now are, um, Adidas Terex makes a pair called the, the Adidas Terex Parley Two, um, knit parley to knit and um it's a really fantastic shoe and that it has a like a sock like upper um, nice. and so i really like it for its lack of uh it's worked really well for me and that it I find that I get less or no blisters with it and rubbing, which is key when you're out on a long day on the trail. (laughs) Um, It's actually really funny when there was a prototype of that shoe um, that I was wearing in some of my longer races and I would keep it in the drop bag. And so Cordis and I have jokingly started calling it my, my suffer shoes because it was like that prototype was the shoes I would put on when like everything (laughs) just like fall into pieces. (laughs) So it's like the shoe that I would resort to when I just needed like comfort. But now it's like, you know, my, like it's, it's out and it's for sale and it's a fantastic shoe and I wear it all the time. Um, And pretty good, like, regardless of the terrain that you're coming
0: across. Yeah,
1: really good. Um, The kind of sock-like upper, too, is really good up in the high country when you're on scree and things like that because it's got – it's kind of – like tight around your, not yeah. tight, but like it fits to your ankle yeah. in a sock-like Just way. Just keeps, yeah, keeps all that from stuff getting out. in your shoe. Exactly.
0: You stop and shake your shoe out. Yeah. All that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that's a favorite for sure. Um, another right now that I'm loving is the um, Ultimate Direction Comfort Belt. Um, mm-hmm. I actually have it on right now. Um, I wear it. Uh, especially for just, like, weekday around town yeah. running, it's, like, nice. my go-to. Like, I don't start runs without it, right. <laughs> truly. Because <laughs> it's, like, even if I just have, like, a phone or headphones right. in there something or a key or a snack yeah. or whatever it is, it's just, like, kind of always on me. Um, so I'm wearing that a lot. Um, and... Oh, and Adidas just started making this uh, this awesome, like, trail running skort that has pockets on the side. Nice. Um, but the way it's built, the pockets are actually – so there's tight shorts underneath and, like, a kind of skirt on top. But the pockets are kind of built into the tight shorts. So oh, nice. the things you put in them don't bounce, which is always, like, the key. Right. The – yeah. The desired factor Very in cool. any sort of wearable accessories or clothing, yeah. like, can I put a gel or a phone in there without right. it just like bouncing so I know. annoyingly? I know. That's
0: like that's the biggest problem.
1: Yeah, so that's yeah. like another <laughs> tried and true piece that uh, I usually have on.
0: Yeah. Very cool. So as far as wearables go, mm-hmm. are you a Garmin or Sunto?
1: Sunto, Sunto. I am all Sunto. I love, I love mine. I've had a. Um I had my Ambit 3 forever and now I have the Suunto 9 and really yeah. love it a lot. Um, Suunto 9
0: borrow or
1: Uh I think just let's see yeah um just Suunto 9. Okay. I don't know. What's Very the cool. what's the borrow for? Uh, it's HM? uh,
0: barometer so you can kind of see how you're doing as far as like O2 goes. Oh, which interesting. Is supposedly Did not know. Fun for That's like cool. when you're getting up in the high country.
1: That's super cool. So I, I yeah. am a
0: lame Apple Watch.
1: Oh, nice, nice. Which
0: is going to go away at some point.
1: <laughs> so
0: yeah. So yeah. So what? Um, uh, just just talking. Um, Suunto. Mm-hmm. Um, what led you to Suunto? Because I mean, there's definitely a lot of wearables out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the two big ones are Garmin yeah. and Suunto right now. But
1: yeah, I think I was originally when I originally got my Ambit Three, which was my first Suunto watch. I was drawn to. Um, just like how accurate the, um, the altitude and vert right. were on it. Um, that seemed to have like the best, um, like at the time, the best like displays for mountain related right. variables. And, um, and then I've really stuck with it now. Mainly, um, the, one of the reasons, I mean, that seems to be more up to date across the board now with all yeah. watch brands, but one of the reasons I stick with Sunto is the battery life on this nine is nice. super good. Um, so yeah, cool. it's, uh like you have like endurance mode or whatever on it. Right. So it's like good for hundreds and super long stuff. Yeah.
0: So have you used that for a 50 miler, a hundred miler?
1: Yeah. Yep. And it's lasted. Yeah.
0: So I wait. actually
1: wait, sorry. I regret, I, it did not last me through lead fill this year, Okay. but I didn't turn on the low battery mode or whatever.
0: <laughs> Cause the thing that I was always just curious about is, you know, they, they say like the, the accuracy on the GPS side, mm-hmm. um, goes from like once every second to like once every 30 seconds yeah you can turn the interval
1: down yeah Yeah.
0: so obviously i'm shopping for a wearable right now. nice nice yeah (laughs) yeah
1: yeah Yeah. they um they just upload they're just like change their uh kind of software for like mobile integrations and all that and it's a little bit nicer now nice i feel like people are always kind of complaining about those integrations though (laughs) like maybe you just can't win they all have their quirks
0: but I mean that's I think that's part of the challenge and like the where wearable companies have like that room for like innovation Mm -hmm. and and being able to just constantly have like those those updates that are that are coming out because yeah. you know my biggest complaint about the Apple Watch is battery life.
1: Totally, and I was going to make a joke. How's the battery life? I know. Well, let's see. Right now it's at
0: fifty nine percent.
1: Oh, nice, not bad. Um, but I
0: haven't run today, so. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's like when I took it up um Longs Peak, mm-hmm. I actually bought brought a. Uh, battery pack to charge it with. Oh, nice. Because I knew, like, it was going to die, and I was like, I'm not losing out on my <laughs> mileage. <laughs> so, That's awesome. But, I mean, it's, it's... hilarious. You know, it's also one of those things, too, where it's, uh, you know, kind of doing a little segue here, but, I mean, it's... With running, there's, there's that sense of being connected to the outdoors, mm-hmm. and... I feel especially with the Apple Watch and the, the constant ping of notifications. Mm, that's totally. con- constantly pulling me out Interesting. of whatever experience yeah, I'm having. For and, sure. you know, it's, you know, it's one of those things, too, where it's like I've. Built habits around listening to podcasts, yeah. listening to music while I run. But it's like now that I'm out here, it's starting to put the headphones away yep. on a more regular basis. Yep. You know, on one hand, it's so I like can listen for mountain lines.
1: <laughs> We've all learned this month. I know. I mean,
0: that was such a crazy story. It really was. I mean, that guy. I mean, I can't imagine what was going through his head.
1: <laughs> Everyone that, got a call from their mom that week. I know. It was like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you okay?
1: Yeah.
0: But I mean, you know, I, I think it was like the day after I was um, going around Green Mountain, mm-hmm. and you know there was snow and it was just quiet and solitary and kind of put the headphones away. Mm-hmm. And I mean, part of that was definitely the paranoia, the yeah. outlines yeah. but, um, at the same time too, it was just so, so much nicer. And there's like, there's definitely like this sense of sort of meditation mm-hmm. that can happen totally. when you put away like all those distractions and just mm-hmm. embrace the moment that you're yeah. in
1: for sure. Well, and and like you said with the notifications, there's like that challenge of, you know, you've got whatever an hour on your lunch break or right. you've got, you know, yeah. for for youth kids, they're like, right. yeah, like there's those life logistics and balancing, you know, yeah. okay, do I, you know, answer this work thing while I'm out on the trail and how much am I able to disconnect? Right. Yeah. It's like um, constantly something I'm up against it's like okay bring my phone maybe I'll be able to run a little longer <laughs> I know <I'll> just answer <laughs> or, your email I know I know and then
0: kind of go back to it
1: yeah but it's yeah. so true that's I think one of the things I love about those uh, summer high country runs yeah. it's just like no service see right. you Monday I morning know. can't do anything about that <laughs> yep yep yeah yeah, no, that's, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. You had mentioned uh, before we got started that you do graphic design.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm a graphic designer at Training Peaks, which nice. is a um, app for endurance athletes to nice. track and plan and analyze their training. Very so cool. yeah, so it's funny. Uh, yeah. I've been there since I moved to Boulder and uh, it's a really great counterpart to, yeah. you know, my running and all outside of yeah. work. So, so are you Photoshop or illustrator? Mm, I probably spend more time in Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Photoshop, but you know the whole suite is a uh, right. is is great.
0: I know. I've I always had like because uh, my my original background was in design uh-huh. until I realized yeah. that I wasn't creative. <laughs> <laughs> so so with that, you know, it's was just like I always had like such an affinity more for. InDesign because it's a little bit more of just like you're just building stuff, just putting stuff on paper and just going to town.
1: I had a bad InDesign habit that I had to break, (laughs) (laughs) like when I, like the past few years, because I used to just do every file in there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but now they have like Sketch and, yeah, and that's
1: XD uh, and,
0: yeah, yeah, all that. Really enjoy Sketch for, yeah. I can't design it because I'm not a designer. But uh, we're designing the app in Sketch yeah. and doing all of our website stuff. And yeah. it's just like a fantastic piece of software.
1: Good for prototyping and all yeah. that. And-
0: yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so, so I know when I was doing my research on uh. you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things, not in a creepy way, um, but well, one of the things came across was um, vegan. Mm, yeah. 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 So I um, was kind of curious just to dive in on that because yeah. I have started to see, and I mean, maybe this is just misperception of it, but, yeah. um, there seems to be a trend mm. of vegan, veganism mm. or plant-based diets, totally. um, in trail running, especially yeah. in the ultra marathon category. Totally.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally see what you mean. I think one of the reasons for it is like, you know, most trail runners are advocates for the planet and right. trying to make whatever decisions they can and build their lifestyles around being right. advocates for the planet. And I think, you know, the, the research is starting to become uh, prevalent enough and mainstream enough that it's, you know, like, I think we're officially at the point where or not officially it's been like this for a while, but like all of our, the emissions that animal agriculture right produces are greater than that of all of our cars and transportation and you know just really startling facts that are like you know when you're someone who's trying to ride your bike instead of drive or take shorter showers and And make all of those lifestyle decisions yeah (laughs) yeah exactly so it's like it's something um i'm really passionate about passionate about but you know always trying to make sure that it's coming across with like a, a warm and inviting voice right. because it's something that really easily
0: rubs people the wrong way. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, no, I can, I, I can definitely understand that, that aspect of it. Um, yeah, because you know, I, I am meat eater, Yeah. Today, yeah. but I do enjoy those times when are eating more plant-based vegetarian, yeah. all that yeah. stuff. I mean, there's just so much good stuff out there and you know, like, one of like favorite go-tos is like this um, red lentil curry. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: And it's just Great. like so rich and just so amazing. Totally. And, you know, I've definitely heard the whole <laughs> the CO2 emissions yeah. and all that stuff that's caused by, like, the, um, you know, the animal
1: cows. agriculture, and, yeah. Yeah, animal
0: agriculture. And, I mean, it is really startling. Yeah. And... You know, and given, you know, the latest round of news of, mm-hmm. you know, we've got 15 years, yeah. like, really turned the corner, you know, we are seeing, you know, more and more companies making these commitments yeah. to, um, you know, better air. Yeah. Uh, and But at the same time, too, we aren't necessarily seeing that within animal agriculture. Yeah. Because it's such a huge part of Mm -hmm. the american way of life totally yeah
1: yeah i mean like the i think one of the biggest the issue that seems to me the strongest behind it all is i think we have a hard as a culture a hard time changing our minds about things right and um you know like even though i'm vegan now i wasn't for the first whatever 20 some years of my life it's like like required me to kind of be like, Hey, I'm going to make a change and I'm going to keep learning about this. And it's like, you know, there's still so many other things that like I need to figure out and do better at. It's like, this is just one thing I'm figuring (laughs) out right now and trying to make, make a dent in, but, um, but yeah, it's, you're right. It's something that's so ingrained, um, you know, in American culture specifically, I mean, cultures all around the world, but, it really requires a lot of undoing a lot of right. um, you know yeah. ways we 're accustomed to doing things, yeah,
0: well, that makes a lot of sense, um, so as far as like racing and or just training mm-hmm. in general um, and kind of living the the vegan lifestyle i mean what are what are your some some of your go to fuels to kind of keep you going? yeah,
1: um, I work with an awesome uh, nutrition partner, UniVed, and they are a um, a sports nutrition company based in India and okay. they are all um all vegan products. Nice. Awesome. Um I really love the gels because they are a little more caloric, mm-hmm. they're a little um more the consistency is a little more liquidy, so I find yeah. it really easy to put down. It has a little bit more water in it, so you need nice. less with it. You know, the traditional okay. take yeah, a gel, drink I water. <laughs> And And then they also stuck to
0: the roof of your mouth.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then they also just make a lot of, um, products that support, like support your running life. Like they have masala mix for cooking and they have coffee and they have, that's like, you know, formulated for athletes with the, the fat balance and all of that. Um, they have, you know, great supplements, B12 Mm. and, um, B12 being really like the only thing that you can't get on a vegan diet. Um, So I've really loved their products and using them in training. I just started working with them this year and have been loving it. They have really awesome nut butter packets, too, for, like, on the go. So that's super good. Um, Yeah. And – oh, and then their recovery drink is, like, a really good kind of pea protein-based blend. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So – yeah, pea
0: hey, protein's yeah. really good. I was just yeah. reading. I mean, kind of going back to the agriculture side of that. I was reading about just how like almond milk is not that great for the environment. Very water intensive. Yeah. yeah, and just based on based on the growing uh, <laughs> growing practices and how they're harvesting and all that stuff. And I was reading about because I was like, okay, like what is like the most like environmentally conscious. Um, uh, nut milk mm-hmm. or, yeah. or uh, non-dairy yeah. milk yeah. and it came back like pea protein yep. was like number one yep. followed I think oat. by oat yeah, yeah I would bet
1: maybe hemp too yeah yeah, totally yeah there's so many good ones out there yeah. like oatly is like my favorite thing yeah. in the world
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard good things about that yeah. I, I really enjoyed their advertising that they, oh, uh, yeah. that they came out with
1: they have a great great design and marketing it's awesome yeah, yeah I love them a lot no it's awesome Yeah, there's some there's some really good products out there these days that definitely make it a lot easier. But, you know, it's cool to to like be having these conversations like what are the most, you know, environmentally friendly non-dairy milks even, you know, it's like really cool to be like, you know, hearing everybody all get interested and informed on all of this of just like, okay, even just within plant based milks, how can we do better? It's like it's just super cool to be, you know, I think people are starting to pay more attention to that and it's exciting yeah and i think i, th- I mean a big piece of that is just asking
0: questions um is that outdoor retailer um in january and the, the kickoff panel that they had they were all just talking about the environment mm-hmm. climate change what we can do to impact it and uh pat campbell mm-hmm. um I think that's her name, president of Vail Resorts, okay. was on the panel. And like, one thing she brought up that which I thought was just fantastic was, so Vail just unveiled <laughs> sorry. <That's> good. Um, <laughs> uh, the epic promise, which is all about trying to get Vail to um, zero emissions by 2030. That's great. Um, hopefully I'm not misquoting um, yeah. those facts. But what she'd mentioned, though, was that You know, even though as a corporation they came out with this grand plan, um, their employees, um, both at the individual level and department level, are just so engaged with, like, just asking the questions of, like, what can we do to help contribute to that? Because, I mean, we're definitely at a point where, like, every little thing helps. Yeah. I mean, there's... You know, all the stuff that's going down in the Arctic, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, I know like this winter, people keep saying like this winter in, in Colorado has been like the most intense for like mm-hmm. the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. we had the avalanche on yeah, I-70 70, last week. Yeah. And I mean, it is just that time to like, every time we see like those news articles or, uh, blog post or whatever is just to ask that question internally of what can we do right. to help.
1: Absolutely. So. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, like I said, like I'm constantly trying to keep asking those questions and keep finding ways to, to be better at it. I yeah. mean, whatever we can do to, you know, use our lifestyles, our voices, our right. hobbies, our passions yeah, towards, totally. you know, extending and saving the life of our planet is a very worthwhile thing
0: yeah well cool um kind of feel like it's a good point to end it on yeah um i was looking through my notes and i was like we kind of went through like all the the notes that i had love it um so on that note (laughs) thanks for coming out yeah
1: thanks for having me it's a great
0: conversation
1: i'm excited to see where all things with huck adventures land this spring and uh check it all out
0: yeah totally All right. Well, thanks again.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to follow Huck Adventures on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Visit our website, huckadventures.com, for updates on our app launch. And stay tuned for our next adventure.